0: we
1: Marvels. Oh, we in the marbles. are in the marbles. We are rolling. So wait, that's not it. That's nice breaking bang, isn't it?
0: Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well,
1: welcome to 2023, man. What's, yeah, 2023. Can yeah, you imagine? I, I started that? by the way. That's how I'm gonna start the show. <laughs> yeah I had that plan to do the Breck and bane intro
0: it It threw me off I'm not gonna <laughs> lie. I I thought, Where is he going with this? i don't are we are we live pal? Uh, you know, but here we are twenty twenty three is upon us. We'll see you spoiled next week's Oh no right. what did I do <laughs> are we live pal <laughs> Oh no' <laughs> I'm sorry
1: I'm gonna steal everybody's interest from now on.
0: Oh, that's fantastic.
1: so this is gonna be the first episode of the 2023 season of in the marbles with soda nathan yes we're not i'm not going to name these episode one or season one season two season three all that season one last year cool but from now on i'm gonna we're gonna name them season 2023 season 2024 to go along with the actual nascar season absolutely i feel like that's more fitting for sure something like this so this is episode 38 Overall of in the Marbles of Soda, Nathan. Give me a driver that comes to mind when
0: I say thirty-eight. Elliot Sadler in that famous M's number thirty eight Ford for uh, Robert Yates racing. I'm embarrassed that didn't come to mind right away. Right. Thinking about Talladega, like that's every time I think of 38, that's the exact moment. Like the, the exact thing that I think of is Elliott Tadler flipping down the back straight away at Talladega. Didn't he finish a race flipping one year too? Uh, it wouldn't surprise me. I, he
1: did that a lot. I think, I think it was like one of the next race, it was like the next race or two. He actually finished like six or so upside down at the start finish line. Oh, I nice. want to say that's what happened. Like, so, yeah, he had that really hard tumble in the back straightaway where he was rolling on the asphalt. Usually when these cars roll, they roll on dirt or grass or something. Right. And not to say that, you know, one grounds, you know, any less rough. But, I mean, grass at least has a cushion to it. You're rolling
0: around on asphalt. That's rough. (laughs) Yeah. No, Joe, I don't want to do that. I don't even want to do it on grass. I think that car
1: completely cleared the ground at one point didn't it oh for sure 100 percent like end over end, cleared the ground like yeah bumper was facing straight down and it was pointed straight up in the air and it was off the ground was that 2003 oh i, I don't put I me on that
0: i'm pretty sh- very confident it's 2023 or er, 2023 it is 2020 it is uh, the wreck I'm particularly <laughs> talking about happened in 2003. Uh, if you right. want to check that Sounds out, right. yeah, go go to YouTube, check, type in Elliot Sadler, uh, what, 2003 Talladega Flip, and you'll see what we're talking about. I want to say that was the fall race. Yeah. Uh, no, no. I don't believe so. I think that was the spring race. Mm.
1: Like Like I've said before, once you get past 2001, things start to get a little fuzzy for me. And exact dates it. and timelines so i trust you to know more about that than me
0: yep i remember uh i believe he also flipped at the uh fall talladega race as well, well
1: that's the one i was talking about him crossing
0: the finish line i believe you're right
1: yeah i didn't go to either I one don't... of those races that year
0: oh you should have not I, I, I didn't i, I just don't
1: <laughs> i don't go to every one of them right i've only been to like I... seven or eight yeah only Hey, I get it. I haven't been to two in one year though. You have? I have not.
0: Not even this year? No, I didn't get to spring. Oh, you didn't? Nope. Oh, wow! How many? Uh, how many NASCAR events have you been to? <laughs> I, I mean, it's all it's been
1: all today except for this twenty laps of Daytona. Right, but. I honestly don't know. I've lost count. Really? My first one was in 95. And then I think I went again in 98. And I know I saw Dale Jarrett's last win. I saw Clint Boyer's win in uh, a re- that really crazy. That, 2009. Yeah, that really yeah. crazy race where the, with the tandem drafting. And they broke the, broke one of the records.
0: Or right, I think that was ten actually.
1: But I yeah. think that's right, 2010, because I worked at the Aaron's tent that weekend, because mm-hmm. yeah. my wife worked at Aaron's and I had just left Aaron's, so I I got to go up there and work with them. Oh, nice! And see the that race on Saturday's races from the Aaron's suite. So that was oh, cool. awesome! That was so cool. Uh, I remember seeing the the race where Tony, uh, when were Tony threw uh, was it. Regan Smith. Regan Smith. It was a Regan. I couldn't remember if it was a David or a Smith.
0: <laughs> yep. It was <laughs> one of the Regan's. Regan. Was...
1: Yep. Um, yeah, Regan Smith, he he pushed him below the line and Regan Smith won, but NASCAR said he didn't. Yep. Even as a Tony fan, I knew that wasn't right. Oh, I think everybody knew that wasn't right. right. <laughs> that so wasn't right. But yeah, I remember seeing that one live. Um, we saw one Ryan Blaney won not too long ago. It was a big, was a big stretch where we didn't go. Uh, right. I guess 19
0: maybe. We saw Ryan Blaney win. Oh nice. Yeah. Yep. I know exactly what you're talking mm-hmm. about. In that blue and white uh dent wizard. That's the one where
1: Brendan gone went flipping over everybody. Yeah. So, 62 car, I believe.
0: Yeah. That would be the wizard dent. Dent Wizard, whatever it's called, the white and blue Ford Mustang. That's awesome.
1: Uh, Forgive all the noise behind me. Mac decides he wants to try to dig something out of
0: the couch. I don't know why he wants to do that, but he needs to stop. So, do you want to hear something that's super OCD about me? What's that? Is every NASCAR event that I've been to, including ARCA, I have written down on my phone with the date, the racetrack, the series, and who won that race? Oh, I wish I would have done that. Oh, man.
1: I remember, like, because the trucks were not racing on super speedways. It was only it was only the second year of the truck series when I went to my first one. They weren't racing on super speedways until 2000. Wow. With Daytona. That was their first super speedway race.
0: Uh-huh.
1: And I'll, I'll talk more about that in just a second because that's a really cool story. The first uh, truck super speedway race. But yeah the Arca would run with the cup series in May. And then in July back then, not October in July, why the heck they ran an Alabama Talladega race in July for so long. I have no idea. (laughs) Right. October is such a better date for that. But they ran the, uh, Bush series with them in July, but I got to see the Arca cars and Mike Wallace won the very first race I ever saw.
0: Oh, nice. And that
1: number 90, what, Heineck Heinig furniture, Heilig furniture? You know what I'm talking about, Ooh. that baby bluish, that tealish number 90 that's all over the place back then in the early 90s. You, uh, you'd know the car if you saw see. it.
0: You're right. I probably would.
1: Because it ran some, and uh, I want to say it ran some in cup, too. What year was that? This was 95. Mike Wallace, 1995 Arkham. But he might have just, he, I think he was running a Bush Series 2. So he might have been just oh. like a ringer.
0: Yeah, I got you. Loud and clear. <laughs> I just, I had a Google search. Yeah, as soon it, as you
1: I'm... look up that car, you're like, oh, yeah, I've seen that car a million times.
0: Yeah, no joke. It's
1: a staple That's of the 90s,
0: very much a staple.
1: But um, well, first off, before I talk about those trucks real quick, my car that I thought of when I uh, when I would think number thirty-eight, embarrassingly enough, I didn't even think about Elliott Sadler. I actually thought of Casey Kane, and I know more oh. more drivers have driven this car, but Casey Kane comes to mind first in the thirty-eight Great Clips car in the Xfinity series. Yes,
0: black and red one. Yes,
1: that's yeah. the one that comes to mind. With me. Um, but the trucks, like, I, I, I just real quick, a funny note about the trucks in 2000. All the whole time uh, from 1994 to 1999, they never raced on super speedway. It just hmm. wasn't part of the schedule. They would race the shortest tracks that didn't even have like pit roads because there was a point in time there where they had a halftime break, mm-hmm. they didn't have live pit stops.
0: Oh, yeah, that's right. Yeah. yeah, It
1: would be like a uh, a one hundred and fifty lap race or something like that on a short track. And at lap seventy five, they come into the pits for a ten minute halftime break. And then they go back out and run the rest of it. And you only came in to change a tire if you had blue one or something.
0: Right. Yeah.
1: And then towards the late nineties they can start incorporating more and more and more of like a normal NASCAR type, you know, format. And mm-hmm it was brought up let's put them on daytona and the trucks were so under-horsepowered at daytona that they didn't have to run restrictor plates so it oh, they wow. were the only nascar series since 1988 1987 actually cuz 1988 they started running restrictor plate races they were the only they were the start of running restricted plates. I'm sorry, they were the only NASCAR series since 1987 to run without a restricted plate, and wow. you could tell by how good the racing was because they weren't in, they were in packs, yeah, but they weren't like what they are now, you right. know, where you have to hold the throttle wide open just to keep up, and you have to get that momentum all the time. No, they were doing what they were old school racing. Crack the throttle, half mm. throttle while you're following somebody. Use the slingshot. They were using the slingshot in 2000. Wow. And like legit, yeah. the slingshot is a move for some people out there who might not know. The cars create such a wake of air behind them. And it's like if you pull up behind a semi truck on the interstate, it's exaggerated. But if you pull up behind a semi truck, there's a point where the air is coming down and it's hitting your hood and it's shaking your car. But if you drive close enough, I don't recommend you do this, but if you drive close enough, you'll get past that point, and then you're in a little pocket where there's no air resistance whatsoever. That's when you save gas, and you get the smoothest ride, all that. So in the Cup Series, or in NASCAR in general, when you're running down the, uh, you know, down the back straightaway, the turns, whatever, 200 miles an hour, it creates such a big you know, draft of air behind them that they can kind of use that to suck up to the car right in front of them. And when you're like that and you're hooked up, you're inside that little zone, that car will pull the car behind them. And you can lift off half throttle, save your fuel and all that. And when you're ready to go, stomp on the gas and that air will slingshot you right, right by, right by the guy in front yeah. of you. And it's a classic move that has not been around since 1987 when they put the restrictor plates on the cars, because all of a sudden all the momentum you have for letting off the gas, it goes away. Right. And you just don't have, you don't have the, uh, you don't have the car to do it anymore. You know, now the restrictor plates are more like tapered spacers or something like that. Isn't that right? They're not really restricted plates anymore, right? I don't think they use plates, but... Yeah, I don't know the technicalities of what they use now. But it's a little different. It's a little better. You can actually lift a little bit without being completely messed up and falling out of the draft. Right. But it's not not what it used to be.
0: Not at all. Not even close.
1: But if you ever watch any races from the uh, early 80s or the 70s or something like that, Check out the slingshots. I mean, before the tandem drafting thing, the race that had the most lead changes was from 1984. Wow. Because of
0: the slingshot. I believe it. And you, you want to hear a hot take? Hmm. I like modern day super speedway racing more than I did back then. Like rewatching old races, like the 1994 era. I think it's way more interesting now than it ever was back then.
1: I think it's more interesting now than the 88 to 90 or 88 to 2000s. Because mm-hmm. once 2001 came around, they started really messing with the era pa- late 2000, I guess they started really right. messing with the era packages and really making some fun NASCAR restricted plate racing. Yes. But yeah, it was a lot of the early, the late eighties, early nineties. It was mostly just them trying to figure it out. You know, like Davey would talk about because the first race with the restrictor plate was the 88 Daytona 500. Right. And that's the one Bobby Allison won, and Davey Allison came in second. And Davey talked about later on. This is, remember, this is only his second year. He ran one year in Cup. Now he's run other like uh, Bush series back then and ARCA too at Talladega. Right. But he only ran one year in Cup before this, and they didn't have restrictor plates. Now everybody was learning in '88 with the restricted plate. Yep. But Davy has said in interviews before talking about that Daytona 500, he said, "I set my I set my dad up for what I believe would be a slingshot. I set him up to slingshot by him in the last corner, the last lap, and get that win. Yep. And he showed me right then that." he didn't teach me everything he knew. Right. Yeah. And, but in reality, he couldn't have done the slingshot right. because of restricted play. It completely changed the way these guys raced and they didn't realize it. I think until probably about the mid nineties that they really had to, uh, maybe a little bit before that, but I guess that's probably about 91 92 before they really realized how they needed to race with this package.
0: Right. Have you ever sat down and watched the uh, last six laps of the 2001 Pepsi 400 on board with Dale Jr.? I probably have.
1: Yeah. I'll
0: tell you, it's, for some reason, it is the most anxiety-filled, like, OCD. Because, like, (laughs) you know, I'm so used to it, you know, the way that that they race now. Bumper to bumper, pushing each other, you know, giving each other, like, you know... uh, Draft. What's? Oh my gosh. What? Bump drafting. Not bump yeah. drafting. Thank you. <laughs> I was like speed drafting. Like what? What am I trying to say? Bump drafting. Um, but like back then, there like 2001, there really wasn't. You couldn't. If you yeah.
1: bump those cars had crumple zones that that cars now oh and gosh. even cars just a few years ago didn't have. Like the cars right. tomorrow started this whole deal where there were no crumple zones. These were solid pieces that all the bumpers lined up. So you could do that tandem right. drafting that was so unique in the mid-2000s. Just, I guess, the late 2000s and early 10s. But, yeah, you, you really couldn't, because if you slammed into the back of somebody back then, uh, your bumper would go right through their trunk, and they'd spin yeah. out, because there was no support there. Yeah. yeah. So you pretty much just had that. You had to have. They were way more dependent on the actual arrow in uh, early nineties to two thousand because of just how the package was. I guess even a few years after two thousand, but they were way more dependent on the arrow package than anything. I feel like.
0: I'll tell you what. Like, if I just like the very little uh research i've done or like videos i've seen from like super speedway racing back in like 2001 area like era it would make me want to drink <laughs> oh and speaking of drinking
1: do you want no to... oh, you want me to just get right into it yeah i, I, I was mean, gonna can, segue I into it eventually we have an affiliate <laughs> we yes yes we
0: do down. calm down buddy okay. we have breaking news back
1: we have an affiliate Gosh. and um <laughs> he is still scratching stop just chill out chill out we have an affiliate now uh SkinnyMixes.com. this is a product that i reached out to them to see if there was any way that you know maybe we could get a code for the listeners or something like that considering i really vouched for this company. There's no secret now that me and my wife have been keto since uh, pe- this past you know July and 21. And, yeah, we've lost a lot of weight with it. But also, one of the things with keto is that you cut out your sugar. Well, we're yeah. big coffee drinkers, but we're big, like, unhealthy coffee drinkers. You know, we don't drink black coffee. We drink, give me all the creams and the sugars and all that with the coffee, right? So sure. So, we started looking up different ways that we could flavor our coffees and we found skinny and literally hundreds of flavors on their website between Amazing. mochas and vanillas and caramels and then seasonal flavors like pumpkin spice. And we, we like the pumpkin cheesecake flavor they have usually around this time. Ooh. And um, various Christmas ones like peppermint, eggnog, gingerbread, stuff like that. Yeah, so there's all those different syrups that are all sugar-free and a lot of them are even keto friendly. Some of them are made specifically for keto that has like specific oils and stuff in it, but all of them are sugar-free. But on top of just coffee syrups, they have flavor bursts that you can put in your water, put in your soft drinks, whatever you want. Right. And they also have uh cocktail syrups. So if you like a margarita, but. You don't want all that really sugary stuff that's in the margarita. Get one of their cocktail syrups. Pour you like two and a half shots. To me personally, this is what I saw. I found two and a half shots to a shot of liquor, and you got yourself a really good sugar-free margarita.
0: That's really cool. I'm gonna put some in my diet coke.
1: Yeah, I just the other day I actually put a uh, a shot of salted caramel Ooh. with my Coke Zero. Oh, I was just being funny. Oh no, I I use this stuff in all. I've, I've used the pumpkin one in baking.
0: So you, with pumpkin wow. cheesecake before. Wow, I did not know that. So you can literally put this in anything, any sort of uh, beverage.
1: Anything, coffee, wow. milk, whatever, you know, you can, whatever you like to drink. If you want a little shot of something, Mac is not making this easy.
0: That is really interesting.
1: Yeah. And like I said, I like I said on Twitter, I literally have a cabinet full of maybe about eight or 10 flavors right now because I have been like, using them for a year and a half.
0: You're saying that if you go to this website, what's the website? Just go to SkinnyMixes.com. And you use the code MARBLES, Marbles. at checkout, you get you 10% off. 10% off your first order. That's amazing.
1: I I recommend it to anyone that likes the idea of uh, being sugar-free, being a little healthier with your morning coffee or whatever you want to do. your sure. Your drinks, your cocktails, whatever. There's a lot of options, a lot of different ways to use this product. Just go check it out. It's yeah. a like I said, I can personally vouch for it. Me and my wife both can because we use it every day. Mm-hmm. I'm drinking some right now, actually, because it's late right now. And, uh, I've had a long day. I'm actually have a coffee right now with some salted caramel skinny mix in it. For sure. So really, really happy that if I have, you know, if, if I was able to find anybody to come on board with a code, it was somebody like that. Yeah? That I really do like the product of. The following announcement has been paid for by the Pulling Up a Chair podcast.
0: Tim here, host of the Pulling Up a Chair with a Chair Shop podcast. If you're a fan of wrestling figures and the artists that take them to the next level, then I've got a favor to ask for you. Come check out my podcast, Pulling Up a Chair. Each episode, I sit down and talk to figure customizers, figure photographers, set builders, figure collectors, podcasters, and even pro wrestlers. Just search out Pulling Up a Chair with a Chair Shot wherever you get your podcasts, and I hope you'll join me next time right here on Pulling Up a Chair.
1: So how do you make a commercial about something so random? I don't know. You make it pretty random. That's right. So if you enjoy lots of random stuff like food or top fives. Random facts. Dirty facts. I try to keep them clean. She tries. Uh, but come listen to Tales from the Estate. We have lots of fun. We try to drop shows every week. Try. Sometimes we do. Sometimes we don't. The kids are The kids are a bear. They are. Uh, but yeah, come listen, thanks thanks, bye So on top of skinny mixes, I also want to thank again Telamey State and uh pulling up a chair with Tim for their ads in this too. We just it's really fun supporting friends like that and having an affiliate on top of all that. It's just it's neat to see the podcast actually doing some things like that once in a while. Yeah,
0: gaining a little bit of speed one day at a time. I like it. I do hope y'all will at
1: least go to skinnymixes.com and check them out. I'm not going to always like chill for them because I mean it isn't like we're getting stock in the company or nothing. It's just right. sort of just it's literally like a 10% off code, you know, but I do really like that product. I wouldn't push it if i didn't like that product and i haven't used it for a year and a half straight
0: yeah and you know what's wild is that they were able to give us a discount code and we've never spoke about them before on the podcast unlike am like energy <laughs> yeah okay so well pop that out there
1: yeah i've asked rowdy personally <sighs> I'll, I'll say it i've asked rowdy personally because we do talk to them a lot yeah and we both use their products a lot yeah and we, we're like hey you know be neat if you could provide a code through our show and maybe some of our friends will actually pick you guys up and try too from right. the website because not everybody gets rowdy energy in their stores. I don't. I right. the closest one to me that has Rowdy
0: Energy and it's like an hour and a half, two hours away. Yeah, I have to drive 30 minutes, but I'll I'll make the commute, you know, just to get Rowdy Energy. Plus I have what six hats and uh two hoodies and you know all that stuff that I constantly wear, you know. Um and, I mean I'm being completely biased cuz Kyle Bush, my hero, co-founded that company and and now it's his you know it's uh his little project. So just trying to do my part but you know a, a little uh, a little appreciation every once in a while it'd be kind of it'd go far.
1: Yeah, you know, I'm as far as that product goes, the Kyle Bush part of it doesn't have anything to do with why I like it. I like it because they do steer towards
0: the uh, keto lifestyle also for sure. Yeah. And I, again, like that's, that's a product that I love. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I can appreciate and uh, you know, I, I try my best to get my friends to uh, at least try it. And, and on Snapchat, I get people all the time. That's like sending me little Clips of them, you know, taking their first drinks, you know, first sips of Rowdy Energy, and telling me how much they like it and stuff. So, you know, I mean, I love that product, and that's why I put it over so much.
1: It's funny how different all of them taste, for sure. All the, well, all the different energy drinks, I mean.
0: Yeah,
1: it really is funny. Like, I mean, I, I drink just about any of them, any of them I see. I mean, I, I've always liked Red Bull. Yeah. Um, I think the coconut is the best one to me personally, but I've always liked red bull and monster has some decent flavors mm-hmm. in the zero. Sugar. I, I mostly stick with zero sugar, obviously, but ghost that new one. Oh, that's really? out. That has like, uh, orange, orange dream sickle flavor and sour patch flavors and warhead watermelon flavor. Interesting. They, they're really good. I got into where I get those anytime I see them now because you know, bangs getting harder to find. I get bang a lot, but I don't
0: know if it's confirmed or not, but I think I heard Budweiser actually bought bang. I wondered if somebody didn't buy them because like I do not hear about bang whatsoever. Well, the story is
1: what I believe the story is, is that bang was doing fine. Coke was distributed them, and all of a sudden, you saw rain on the shelves. Rain, colorful cans, flavors that are just like Bangs, sounds like Bang, you know, made by Coke. Right. So Coke pretty much stole Bang and named it something very similar and put them on the shelves and stopped distributing Bang.
0: Makes sense
1: so bang pretty much filed for bankruptcy really and you you see the stock dried up it's it dried up pretty good if you haven't noticed and in fact i haven't seen the mixers in forever we we there's we have one case of those mixers left that's the the hard seltzers yeah the bang hard seltzers and see we really like those and i haven't seen those in forever I hope they come back, but all of a sudden, my wife was in the store over in that section where they would be stocking the Bang Mixers, and a representative of Budweiser said uh, that they they bought Bang, wow, and give it just a few months, and they'll start putting some product back on the shelves. Interesting. So, that's neat. That's neat that a big company like Budweiser saw that and jumped on it and i hope they keep the mixers with it but i think that's the story of it in in a nutshell i think that's the story of it very interesting uh we have a few questions all right tell us from the estate from uh last week of course their show's gonna drop as we're recording this on a wednesday their show's probably gonna drop tomorrow and then there'll be two more questions (laughs) that we won't get to the following (laughs) (laughs) week for sure but still the first one is from drew what's your favorite nascar related christmas gift you've received or given
0: Uh, might might be kind of tough so first thing okay so it's not well so, obviously, I've gotten a lot of Kyle Bush stuff over the years for Christmases, birthdays, all that stuff. The one, when I heard this question, I was driving to work and the first thing I thought of was, uh, I don't, rem- I'm guessing it was probably Christmas of 2010, uh, which is so weird to say 2010. 2010. I don't know. Is that weird to say for, for 13 years ago? Is that weird? Oh my <laughs> gosh. Anyways, um, kyle bush won the 2009 nascar then it was called nationwide uh but the 2009 nascar xfinity series championship and it takes about 10 months to get a a raced version diecast car and i remember christmas of 2010 i received the uh, raced version homestead championship diecast uh so it was kind of Funny because I remember particularly watching that race and watching the uh, tire changer put green tape on the front end of the race car on the grill, and I remember watching the last few laps and I thought, man, it would be really cool to have a diecast car that had the green tape on it. And sure enough, I look at the diecast and. Uh, I see it has green tape. So uh, that was the first one I thought of. But, man, I've, I've gotten a lot of Kyle Busch stuff over the years. But I think that uh, 2009 Homestead Race Version Championship car would probably be my number one. What about you? Well, this year I think my
1: wife did it. Because, I mean, I've gotten plenty of NASCAR-related stuff I can think of. Like It's hard to remember every single one of them. But I remember one year, my wife and her mom, before we were married, uh, they got me a Tony Stewart jacket. Oh. It wasn't like a leather one, like one of those, uh, you know, one of those jackets that are kind of in style. It was more like a, uh, it was a softer, kind of puffier jacket. But, man, I had that thing forever. I mean, oh. I, was, I had this car on the back of it and Home Depot patches. It was black with orange trim. It was uh, pretty nice. Um, trying to think. I had that Rusty Wallace Last Call jacket, but I don't know if that was a Christmas present or not. I do know that this year, though, my wife got me two different Rusty Wallace autographs and a Mark Martin autograph and a Davey Allison fan club hat and a retro T-shirt and a Ross Chastain T-shirt. So, yeah. I mean, just, just there's a lot going on this year with NASCAR. And this year was probably the best. I mean, the fact that I got a Rusty Wallace autograph hat, it's just, just wow. Yeah. To me, that's just so cool. For sure. Caitlin asked uh, something that we could probably talk about for a minute. What is your favorite NASCAR t-shirt you own? And what is your favorite NASCAR shirt ever? So they also brought up not just like what is your favorite NASCAR shirt ever, but is there a NASCAR Austin three sixteen? Mm. You know, yeah. Oh, or I know. maybe what kind of merchandise? Uh, is maybe more popular like that's the thing you go to every time with Mm -hmm. nascar drivers or nascar fans that's the thing they go to all the time i have some thoughts on that but what
0: is what is the favorite your favorite nascar t-shirt you own so it's actually kind of funny um i had an opportunity open up and i was able to run down to tulsa and crew chief for a uh team out of texas for the tulsa shootout this past weekend uh, actually this past week um and we did really well but uh it was kind of one of those situations where we had to win for me in order for me to get any sort of payment so he hmm. told me that uh right away he said you know if we get second i won't be able to pay you but if we win i'll pay you and i was like all right let's let's try it whatever um so we didn't we ended up getting really, really close. We uh, started fourth in the A main and uh, someone popped a wheelie after hitting the berm and came down and destroyed our left rear tire with like like 10 laps to go. So uh, I didn't get any payment, but the driver felt so bad that he, uh, last minute, uh, he bought me a Kyle Bush t-shirt that's not actually available yet. It'll hmm. be available um I think mid mid January on dot uh, com or uh, KBM store. I don't know, but it'll be available uh in a few weeks and I actually already have it. So um I would say that I don't know I don't really know what it's called. I know it's the uh 2022 Kyle Bush micro dirt shirt <laughs> I, I don't know you know it's just a mm-hmm. i'll have to post a picture of it but uh, i would say that's my probably my favorite t-shirt just because it has such a really awesome story to go with it and the fact that we almost won the tulsa shootout on a three-hour hey i don't know you but can you come down and help me yeah sure you know like yeah uh, but yeah so i would say that's my favorite uh, style of t-shirt but do you know uh those uh pit crew t shirts? Yeah. So I am highly obsessed with those. And that that's literally the only thing I wear when I go to <laughs> cup races. If I wear you know, if I go to a truck race or Xfinity, I, I'll wear in the marbles t shirt or I'll wear, you know, a t shirt. But when I go to cup series races, that's the type of shirt that I'm wearing every time. And um I f- I don't know. I don't remember, but I f- think I have the 2023 Cheddars uh, pre-ordered. I found a website, and I forgot what that website was called, but it allows you, kind of like Lionel Racing, it allows you to put in the pre-order without charging you until the item is in stock, ready to ship. Mm-hmm. So I have a couple months to get that all going, but I wanted to at least get my name on one.
1: Yeah. Uh for me, as far as like my favorite NASCAR t shirt I have right now, yeah. new I have I have a new and an old. Um new, it's probably the Hail Melon. Oh yeah, hard to beat. Yeah. I mean that, that came from from my wife for Christmas and haven't really had a chance to wear it out yet because I've worked just about every day since Christmas. And just it's Ross Chastain grinding up against the Martinsville wall. Right. That's just so cool. Yeah. But old, I have a NASCAR on Fox t-shirt from 2004. Okay. It was, it's funny because uh, me and my wife, we got married in 2004. We didn't have a big wedding. In fact, on a whim we decided, you know what, you know, our parents are kind of struggling. We can see that they're they're going to be struggling to pay for a wedding yeah. right now. And we were like looking at it. They were going to different fabric shops and looking at different things for all sorts of stuff. And we were being dragged around with them. I was like, I don't think this needs to happen like this. I think we need to just kind of call this off for right now. We just need to like, we'll figure something out, but, it isn't going to be ready for them to like give us a wedding or something, you know. So, right. What we ended up doing, um, in October 2004, we went to Talladega, and it was our first trip, really, just me and her, like by ourselves, off somewhere. And we went to the, we went up there, and you know, they at the races they have the uh, trailers set up, the merchandise trailers. Back then, it was a lot more than they are now, but they had a Fox Sports trailer. And in that Fox Sports trailer, there was a shirt that had a 53 race car on it. That's my race car number. Yes, it is. 53. Randomly, it has a 53, probably because 53 is not being used in Cup a lot. Right. So a lot of merchandise had a 53 on it, which is fine by me. A lot of them had like 48s on them too back in the day before Jimmy Johnson. But... I bought that shirt and wore it the Monday we got back. And when we got back, we were just, we were in the courthouse square, a little small town, about 30 minutes away from our hometown. And my mom worked in the, in the little courthouse square too.
0: Hmm.
1: She works with the courthouse and some of the little businesses around it, going back and forth with documents and stuff all the time. Right. So we were in that courthouse square and we were like, you want to get married? Like, yeah, let's just go get married right now. So, oh, wow. Yeah. My mom came. Her mom came. Her aunt came. And my grandfather came and paid the $50 fee for us to get married. <laughs> and, yeah, we had four or five people sitting there with a little chapel that's right outside the square. And we got married. And I was wearing that 53 Fox oh. racing shirt when we got Ooh. married. Yes. So, it's, buried in our closet it's 20 almost 20 years ago now wow and it's buried in the closet uh since we got married i haven't i've worn a few times since then but once you know everything got settled down i didn't want to mess that shirt up because that was that's a wedding shirt <laughs> right yeah <laughs> as stupid as that sounds it's still that's what i got married in so it's yeah. a three fox sports shirt uh in the closet
0: right now and that's probably my favorite NASCAR shirt. I think that well you can't beat that for sure. (laughs) Uh, that was like the perfect story. Uh, I would have that thing framed.
1: You know, I also have an Alan Kawicki jersey.
0: Oh.
1: Isn't that random? A jersey? It's a jersey. Like a football jersey, but it's number number seven Kawicki. What's it's orange with the number seven with the brown outline like Hooters.
0: What uh? What would? Do you still have I it? I found it. In a, yeah, it's in the it's in the same closet. Oh man, you need to take a picture of that. And send it to me because I that, I'm having such a hard time picturing a NASCAR t-shirt. No, it's not a t-shirt. It's just well, straight
1: up a football jersey.
0: Yeah, like a NASCAR football jersey, like that. Something in that sentence doesn't make sense. So I'm having I'll a really to.
1: Hard. I'll have to find it. Maybe tomorrow sometime.
0: I have to I'm gonna Google it real fast. I
1: might actually find that 53 Fox shirt too. I know where they are. It's just getting to them is a problem. Is this in a closet we don't use? Oh yeah. yeah. You know, it's like a storage closet. My Gallagher autographed t-shirts in there
0: too. Oh, okay. Interesting. I don't what? see the Alan Kawicki, but I see what you're talking about with like the football jerseys and stuff. That's,
1: yeah, it's, it's the NASCAR number with the right font. And it has their name on the back of it. Like they're a football player.
0: Yeah, that's interesting.
1: It is interesting. I got it because this was a long time after Uncle Kowicki died. I mean, a long time after he died. And I huh. saw it, I was like, that's so random, but really cool.
0: Right. Yeah.
1: And, like, I'm a big football fan, too. So I'm like, I, I kind of want to get it right i don't even know where i got it it was some mall in some other state somewhere but yeah i just i could not get it let right. me get it it was some uh, weird weird, random sports sh- sports store yeah like not like a hibbit or anything name brand it was just like a mall sports store that has all the random stuff in it right i almost
0: felt like it was homemade <laughs> I yeah, I mean it I looks would, like it, doesn't it? Absolutely it does. <laughs> uh
1: do you think there's an Austin 316 kind of shirt for racing?
0: You know, I thought about that question <laughs> profusely. I I could not there is not any sort of merchandise that I can think of off the top of my head when it comes to NASCAR that, that would be like the Austin 316 t shirt.
1: You know what I think it is more than anything else it's the type of merchandise
0: that is specifically NASCAR.
1: Yeah. Like maybe not a specific hat but hats are really really big with NASCAR. Not even flat bill. I'm just talking about the straight you know snapback. Yeah. Um curved bill, whatever you want to call these hats. Not flat bill for sure.
0: Ball caps?
1: Yeah, I guess just ball caps, sure. Yeah but you know, what I'm talking about like the, the traditional style ball cap.
0: Yeah, absolutely. I actually have one coming from uh rowdy or Kyle Bush's store.
1: I have a lot. I have a lot yeah. of hats. That's like, I get some, I get stuff in football all the time. I get stuff in NASCAR all the time. I just, I have a lot of hats. I'm, I'm kind of a hat collector.
0: Sure. Yeah.
1: But specifically with NASCAR, two things come to mind when it comes to apparel, you got your pit crew shirts, which are just t-shirts that look like you're on a member of pit crew. Yep. Straight up, whatever the pit crew has on, they used to actually wear the pit crew shirts on pit road before they had to go to all, you know, head to toe coverage. Yeah. With, you know, flame proof, you know, suits and all that. But they used to just wear, you know, matching shirts and pants. And that would be the pit crew shirt that would have the sponsors and stuff like that on them. But, I don't know how much it's done nowadays. I guess it is done a little bit. I remember seeing some of it up at Talladega. NASCAR was always big on the all over print t-shirts. You know what I'm talking about? All over? All over print. Like, it's printed huge, like, cars, driver faces, uh Designs oh. all over the front, down the yeah. sleeves, down the back, a completely different design down the back, just like head to toe coverage of this t shirt and just the car, the sponsor,
0: all of it. Yeah, I know exactly what you're talking about. And those are very, very overwhelming. They are. My grandmother loved them. <laughs> yeah, I could see she
1: why. Absolutely loved them. She had a Mark Martin one that she wore all the time from the mid 90s, like the. 95 96 era because that's when they were big was the mid nineties. I know Rusty Wallace has like a couple of good ones for midnight because midnight is the the car that he won the most races in. That's what he named it. Midnight. Oh yeah. Because he won the first race in that car at Richmond at the stroke of midnight because the race was rain delayed. So he said, I know what we're going to call this car midnight because that's when it won its first race. Interesting. And from then on, I think it won thirteen of his races. Wow. Look at that. Learned something about Rusty Wallace today, didn't you?
0: Look at that. Look at <laughs> us. Who would have thought? But
1: yeah, look up on Google or whatever, midnight Rusty Wallace T shirt. And I I'm positive you're gonna find some of these all over prints for that car. Sure. It's just I know Dale Earnhardt's had a bunch of them like that. I know Junior's had a bunch of them like that. Yeah, I, that that is more NASCAR than anything else. I can't think of any other sport, like any other form of entertainment that does these all over prints like that, like NASCAR does. Yeah. But I want to say they still do it because I've seen Chase Elliott all over prints. Just... At Talladega this past year, I remember seeing all over Chase Elliott T-shirts.
0: Yeah, I know Kyle Busch has a couple, and man, that's just oh, it's not my style.
1: I grew up with them, right? So, like, they were really popular in the '90s. That's when they—I think that's when
0: they started. It's almost like a collage, Mm -hmm. you know, like like a collage of like the picture of the driver, the race car, you know, like the sunset. Like it's. It, some of usually them are, there's
1: two or three different versions of the race car on there. Right. You like, know, they'd be facing one way on the front and have the driver up there, like around your shoulder, a bunch of, you know, the sponsors somewhere, a bunch of designs, like crazy, like bold designs that are really cartoony looking any on the back. Maybe you'll have the driver facing a different way and the car facing a different way. Yeah. that I, I like them. I personally do like them. If you find some, like look up on Macari NASCAR T-shirts, and you will find that those all over print T-shirts that are original from the nineties, they're going for two or three hundred
0: dollars. Oh
1: man, makes me wish I kept them. Yeah, but I didn't keep any of them. That's wild. But yeah, I mean, other than that, you got jackets. I mean, that's kind of a It used to be bigger than it is now, but I think the pit crew T-shirts and the all over T-shirts and to an extent uh, caps, Mm -hmm. you know, all caps. Yeah, I think they're they're pretty distinctly NASCAR. And
0: oh, yeah, for sure.
1: That's more along the lines of an Austin 316 type deal to me it isn't the specific shirt it's a specific type of shirt that you don't see in other sports
0: yeah i will say kyle bush is pretty good at at uh making well kyle bush and uh, alex bowman both really fast on making t-shirts if, if something happens for instance uh alex bowman there for a while had a tendency of of being third place On the last lap and first and second crash and he wins the race somehow and Mm -hmm. kyle bush said something along the lines of uh he backs into every win and i'm talking within two hours alex bowman will have a new brand new t-shirt that says something (laughs) about backing into wins and all what's really cool about alex bowman is that he's a big animal lover and every time he comes out with one of these uh custom t-shirts or whatnot he actually uh takes all the money 100 percent of the proceeds that for that t-shirt and he sends it to his uh animal shelter charity that he runs so i think that's really cool but kyle bush is also really uh really good at making funny little t-shirts here and there as well man i think that's gonna do it for the show yeah
1: i think that's gonna do it we're gonna get out of here next week I think we need to start looking towards the 2023 season. All right. Sounds good to me. Because we're not, but just a few weeks away from the clash.
0: It isn't very far now. It's not. Uh, it's still too far. Um, I wish it was a lot closer because I am yeah, bored. But- you're only looking at like three shows. I know, but still, soda—it's too <laughs> far away. It's like a twelve-year-old waiting for Christmas. You know, it's like, come on, man. That but means we need to start looking at a point system for the uh, the fantasy league. I was just about to suggest making that the topic for next week. You know, not having any sort of conversation until we do the podcast, and we can kind of figure it out, kind of make sure that everybody is on the same page.
1: Yeah, we'll figure something out I'll come up with some ideas You come up with some ideas We'll brainstorm We'll put it all together next week Alright, sounds good But uh, in the meantime We're going to go over the, uh, the drafting of the Podcast drafting partners real quick uh, On my list I have Fully Posable Wrestling Figure Podcast The Drunk Wrestling History Podcast Doing the Favor with Eric and Barry Positively Pro Wrestling Podcast Howling with the Wolf with Jason Wolf and his chop shop and also magic and the mouse. And I'm just 40 something days away from now from going to Disney and Daytona myself. So going to have,
0: going to have some fun here in the next uh, month and a half or so. I am stupidly jealous uh, that you're going to the Daytona 500. I will not be there at all. Um, I will be watching it from, my couch, possibly. I still oh, need to go to TV.
1: <laughs> we then changed so much of what we're doing. Like we started, okay, this is a Disney thing right now, right here. But mm-hmm. that we started, we were gonna we we're gonna drive up on, you know, we we're gonna drive up Saturday, spend the night somewhere Saturday night, go to Daytona on Sunday, which is an hour, fifteen minutes or so away from Disney. Yeah and then go to the disney hotel and then monday tuesday wednesday thursday friday we'll be in disney and we'll leave saturday morning so that was a plan and then it was like well if we leave really early saturday morning we can actually go on down to to disney and like do the non-park stuff like the resorts and the shopping districts and stuff like that and just get a cheaper hotel. that's not in the Disney bubble where everything's a little more expensive. Right. And then run out to Daytona Sunday and then come back to the Disney bubble and do all that on Sunday, Sunday night. Well, then all of a sudden one of our favorite rides, they announced that it was going down for uh, refurbishment two days before we're going to be there.
0: Oh no.
1: So we were like, do we want a chance not ever riding this? Because there's a chance that it's not only going to be down for refurbishment, but down for a retheme. Oh, yeah. Because it's an Aerosmith ride, and Aerosmith has sold their rights to Universal. So mm-hmm. Disney is eventually going to retheme this roller coaster that they have, but this particular refurbishment is going to be like a six-month refurbishment. So a lot of people are like, it might not be rock and roller coaster when it comes back. It might be something different. So like, well, I hate to think that I've just ridden that thing for the last time. That's like one of my favorite rides in all Disney world. Right. So now we decided, you know what? We're going to add another park day. We're going to go up Saturday. (laughs) Sure. (laughs) Because it closes. The last day is going to be a Sunday. And so now we're going to go up Saturday and go to that park so we can ride Rock and roll because closes down. And then we're going to go back Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday. You know, but Wednesday's, yeah. Wednesday's a resort day. It's, not a, it's a rest day, basically. But we've changed a couple of times with this in the last little bit. But that, all that coming from the Magic and the Mouse podcast is because yeah. that's, that's a Disney awesome. World podcast. And it's, it's fun
0: planning and uh, putting all this stuff together. Yeah, you guys deserve it. Go have a good time. But speaking of a good time, I'll tell you what, Breaker and Banes Power Hour. The best time, right? I mean, oh my gosh. I love this new format that they're they're doing. Have you uh what do you think about the new format that they have?
1: Well, where they basically just talk about anything that comes yeah. up, they don't have the
0: strict segments like they used yeah, to. It's yeah, it's just them having a conversation. I love that. I love that. I I reached out to them when they first did that. I think it was just kind of a i don't know what they called it but it was like uh just like a rant not random episode but extra i, I forget episode?
1: the name i forget the name the exact what exact name they call it they, they yeah. do call it something but i forget the name
0: but i loved it i i was like y'all need to do that more often so uh go check out breaker and Bain's power hour as well as uh you know it's fake right it's not going anymore for right now but you can go check out the archives uh, also dropping soon Saturday morning rumble wheel with Brian breaker and Daniel cross uh, TV toy cast with Brian breaker and Travis Fowler no holds barred with Bill Beanis, the legend of course uh, he's on a hiatus what did I just say <laughs> <laughs> he's on a hiatus hiatus he's on a hiatus was <laughs> what I meant to say um so go check out. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> go, ch- <laughs> go check out. Uh, I almost said hi. okay. Go check it out <laughs> every time, man. Why is it every single time I do my ad reads? I always mess it up. Okay. <laughs> Trying to pull this train back on its tracks here. Go check out No Holds Barred with Bill Benis. Uh Speaking of legends, Tales from the Estate. Here's a little, a little tidbit really fast. I had a dream of tales from the estate. It's really (laughs) weird. I don't know why, but I, I called drew in my dream. I called drew and I said, I needed a ride somewhere and for him to go grab my truck and meet me at the middle school, which is right up the road from where we live. So for some reason I was standing in the middle of the road and drew gets out of the the driver's seat and lets caitlin into my driver's seat of my truck and she floors it and she runs me over (laughs) i have no idea why there's something
1: deep going on there
0: (laughs) I, i mean if that's not premeditated i don't know what is but uh very weird uh i just wanted to share that but go check out tales from the estate with drew and his wife caitlin uh, of course you heard him earlier just like tales from the estate go check out pulling up a chair with our friend tim at a chair shot uh, love that podcast as well as lionel racing the official diecast producer of nascar uh, has a podcast called authenticated the diecast collectors podcast as always rowdy energy the official energy drink of in the marbles with soda and ethan and that is all i got
1: I want to thank everybody for listening to episode 38 this week. If you would please rate and review and follow us on all the social media accounts, Twitter and Instagram at in the marbles pod. And you can also find us on Facebook. Just search in the marbles with Soda and Ethan. You can email the show at in the marbles pod at gmail.com for any questions or comments or anything you, you want to email us with. And you can also go to what Click the top left tab. that says search by store, scroll down to in the marbles and you'll see our shirts. That's a great way to support the show. Another good way to support the show is to go to skinny use code marbles for 10% off your first order. And before we get out of here, you got anything you want to add as always peace, love
0: all of you both.
1: And we'll see you next time in the marbles.